0: practicing Maybe. i don't know if that's right we we should ask them <laughs> yeah, i'll reach out to drecker with a video like an audio recording I'm like is this how you pronounce the name of this beer <laughs> <laughs> actually marketing idea they should have a competition where you submit the best like audio call for the the beer name well i beer? think that'd be i think that'd be a good idea did, did someone ask which beer yeah which beer uh i believe it's pronounced "weeze the jew Andy, that was beautiful i think think we'll get into that in a little bit though i don't want to i don't want to steal josh's thunder as the host today
1: well with that we will jump into it so hey everyone welcome to episode 37 of the bruise day podcast i'm josh and i'm joined by andy rob and wes what's up guys Josh. hello while we are on the eve of national beer day it's tuesday today Uh, We are going to talk about a topic that I'm really excited to get into, brewery merchandise. So we'll run through some of our favorite merch, what we think makes a good souvenir, and some of the breweries maybe you should check out in in terms of what they have available. Uh, In the second half, we'll jump into a master's big board, a little bit of a merch-based lightning round, and finish things off with our standard good, bad, or ugly of the week. So with that, I will get out of the way, and let's get into it. Cheers, guys.
0: Cheers, Cheers. Cheers
1: all right so for our cheers beer of the week we are going for Drecker part two uh and it is a wheeze the
0: juice that was pretty good josh that was good that was, that one. was okay impressive.
2: yeah you might have beat andy
0: Ooh, oh okay that's that's
1: what i'm looking
2: for <laughs> have to have a juice it's off. on
1: it is a double dry hopped uh, ipa six percent abv 59 ibu a 4.12 average with just over 2000 ratings. They describe this um, as sort of being really doubled down on the mosaic and mandarina Bavaria hop. So I'm looking forward to getting into it. Uh, They are suggesting that we should be looking for pineapple and citrus character um, with a tropical dry mouth. I
0: think that's pretty spot on. I'm definitely getting the pineapple. I get the dry, I get, a little bit of a dank hop, that lead that kind of fades into that dryness. I'm really liking it so far.
3: I, I'm not tasting the dank, but I definitely get that mouthfeel. This, the citrusy, that, that tropical note definitely is there for me. I'm not getting the dank in the middle, but then it's just kind of like the mouthfeel just shuts it all down. And you get this dry, like very dry mouthfeel at some point. It's almost like a wall for me.
1: Yeah, I like the dry finish, but I, I totally see what you're saying, Rob. Where there's flavor, and then all of a sudden you set your drink down and it it stops. Um, I, I think it's kind of cool and, and interesting. Um, I'm I'm right in line with Andy. I'm, I'm getting most of I'm getting mostly citrus um, with with sort of a bit of hop, and then to your point, uh, that that dry finish that just cuts it off. I'm liking it.
2: See, I get like definite pineapple, like for sure pineapple. There, I feel like they're spot on with that. I. I get I'm getting similar to what you guys are getting, but it's like lots of flavor and it cuts off, like Rob said. I like that though, because I don't love like tropical flavor to stay too long. Yeah. Then I get the the kind of hoppiness and I, I do have the dry mouthfeel, but I do have some like hoppy aftertaste on it, which I like. It's it's still got a little kick at the end. Uh it's it's really good. Like I said, I I don't love tropical, but if you give me a little bit of tropical and it fades away right away, I'm I'm all for it. And this one has like a big pungent pineapple to me right at the beginning of it.
0: Yeah, I'm picking up at the very end. It makes me think of grapefruit because of how dry and like, tart it is right at the end or almost like that aftertaste of tart that you get from grapefruit. So I'm picking that up. I know it's not necessarily specifically called out in the flavor profiles of either Mosaic or the Mandarina Bavaria, but I. Wes, to your point, I am definitely getting the pineapple up front, but I do get a kind of a lingering bitterness that i really enjoy
1: yeah it is interesting that the the hops that they use don't necessarily match up exactly with their tasting notes but they they do hit their tasting notes and it's more that they use some of those for for the double dry hopping and, and it brought out some different types of flavors so it's, it's certainly interesting
2: it kind of goes to show like if you mix two together you're probably not always going to get exactly the tasting notes of the two hops it could combine to give you something else which Apparently, it's pineapple.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, two questions for you all. First, uh, on Instagram, they also, Director also defined this as a time for nugs, chilling, and grindage. So, does this match up to that quote? Because it's pretty awesome. And, you know, knowing that that it's got a 4.12 average, where do you guys stand in terms of rating?
0: What does grindage mean? Like, does that mean like you're grinding? with like a snowboard or skateboard or skis something along those lines i don't think that's the kind
2: of grinding they're referring to i think they're referring to the grindage that more alludes to the nugs part that they mentioned earlier in the sentence grinding your nugs
0: oh no. oh yeah. yeah that yeah that so that's my old man moment Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because i actually didn't know that was not for effect i did not know what that meant so thank you for clarifying (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) well i'm definitely uh, in on the chilling for this one uh not so much on the nugs or the grindage but i could definitely chill with this beer i really enjoy it i'm probably a four three just above the average
3: I'm probably, I think I'm actually lower than the average. I know the average comes out around 4.12. I'm probably 4.1 or maybe four flat just because of that like grapefruit tart finish to me, even though I, I like the tropical start to it, but then it it's like a mix and then it just drops off on that mouthfeel. I, I like it because it's one, because it's very different and it, it does have that dry taste, but also at the same time, I don't know that I'm I'm gonna be able to give this uh, higher than like a four one. Are we taking uh, see, this back
0: to your lineage, Rob? Of why you don't like no, tart? No, items? no, I'm not calling out my <laughs> family on this one. <laughs> it,
1: it's funny that you say that, Rob, because I think I like it for the exact reason that you just stated. In that I I don't find it so much as tart as just sort of a, a hoppy bite finish that that ends. Um, so I like it for that reason. I'm not super high on it, but just for like the drinkability of it. Um, and, and it is super enjoyable. I, I think I'm like four, two. So just over the average.
2: Yeah, I'm right in line, right in line with uh, Andy and Josh. I I like really like, I, I can't say that I love the tropical at the front, but I love that it's got that nice hoppy dry bite at the end. I'm probably right with Josh. I think I'm right at the average at a four, two, I guess right over the average at a four, two. It's, it's, it's a really good beer, very drinkable. Nice hoppy bite. Uh, I'd probably give it a little
1: more if it was a little less pineapple, to be honest, but I really enjoy it. So let's go ahead and jump into our big topic of the day, which was beer merchandise. So I don't think, and unless any one of you wants to surprise me, anybody has an obscene amount of merch, but I'd be, I think it's fair to say that we all sort of love uh, some of the different things that we can buy from breweries and, and help support them in additional ways other than just buying their beer. So knowing everyone has different tastes, there, there's a reason all this stuff is out there. What actually makes good merchandise to you? I think for me, a subtle approach is usually better. I don't want something necessarily super crazy. You know, maybe the back of a t-shirt. That's about it. Uh, but would love to hear kind of what where you guys stand. What makes things good, and and maybe what would uh, prevent you from buying something from maybe even one of your favorite breweries.
0: I'll dive right in, Josh. I think it all starts with the brand identity of the brewery. I think you need a really strong brand and really a strong brand system to give yourself the kind of variety that's gonna sell a lot of merch. Personally, for me, I I'm in line with you, Josh. I like something a little bit more subtle, clean design, kind of pared down, simple. I'm a big sucker for like word lockups for brewery names and especially with like a script font. So you think like modern times. Uh, some of my like personal favorites: Zilker Brewing out of Austin, Texas, and El Segundo Brewing Company out of El Segundo, California. Those are some of my favorite brewery logos, and that's just like very simple script like word lockup. And I think that start is what's going to like have a great foundation for for good merch.
1: Yeah, Andy, I'm drinking out of a glass that I think we all have, which is the Cerebral Glass out of Colorado, and and it has a similar, just really nice, simple font lockup. Uh, the other one in in researching this that uh, that would be right up your alley would be Humble Seas is they just have this really bold font across all their pint glasses and some of their other merch that that lines up with that perfectly and i, I think that's that's awesome
2: yeah i i right in line with you guys to start the logo's got to be cool doesn't matter how much i like your beer if you don't have a cool clean logo on this i totally agree nice clean simple logo put it on anything i'll buy it but if you go too wild or there's or the logo just isn't appealing like it's going to ruin whatever whatever you have what have you printed that on the other thing i would say that's really important to me and this is less about the brewery itself but what they chose to put it on is the quality of the shit that they're putting the logo on i've been to a lot of places where you like grab a t-shirt you're like this is so cool you grab it you're like oh this is like a 299 walmart shirt like this is going to shrink shrink half the size the second i put it in the washer (laughs) no thank you like it's got to be nice stuff nice glass Nice shirts, nice hats. You know, it needs to be a nice quality thing that they're printing the logo on in the first place. Yeah, I agree.
3: Logo and brand are both key. Like, you've got to have a good logo. You've got to have a great brand. Um, The other piece for me is that they have to have good beer. Like, you know, I'm not going to just buy merch or even be interested in merch just because they have a strong brand or strong logo. Uh, If their beer isn't something that I enjoy, like I want to rep a brewery or merchandise of a place that I like to rave about as well. Yeah. You're not just going to go into just because you went to a brewery. You're not just going to buy their merch.
2: You want to actually enjoy it and like want to represent them. Exactly.
3: I want to support them in other ways. Exactly. And then, you know, similar to Josh, what you said, I definitely agree that it needs to be subtle um, a subtle approach is is definitely my preferred kind of logo design, something that I can wear, you know, anytime, um, not just in a, in a, like an event or to breweries, but something I can wear all the time.
1: And are you guys mostly looking for merch that you can like use all the time to to the point of it being subtle is that so that you can just wear it all the time and it doesn't just have to be this like outlandish thing that you only wear for beer events is that mostly the the rationale behind that
0: yeah absolutely for me it's so that i can wear it i want to i want it to be in my like regular rotation i work at a pretty you know casual company and especially with now everyone working from home you can very easily get away yeah. with wearing anything brewery related as long as it's not just like in your webcam if you're talking to someone you know specific uh relate like related to work but i i want it so that i can wear it or i can like use it really i just want to be able to use it so i lean away from the tin signs or the mirrors like all of the things that you would probably more likely see in a bar or at a brewery i want it to be something i can wear so a shirt a hat a koozie glassware something i can use and actually find joy in using Versus just looking at on a wall.
1: So, Andy, that's a great point. Getting into you know it, it being usable. To that point, what are some of the? Um, I'm gonna. I was gonna say one thing, but I have a feeling all of us have a, a little bit longer of a list than that. But what are some of the favorite brewery related things that you currently own?
3: I, you know, I think there's some obvious ones, right? At every brewery, you can typically buy. Some glassware. I've got a few of those. I've got Guinness, a broken compass. Uh, Yeah, I've got a few. (laughs) I'm actually, yeah, I'm now held to a one in, one out rule in this household. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to get creative on which, you know, what I'm getting rid of anytime I I pick a new one up. In addition to that, you know, shirts, uh, I think are the obvious one as well. Uh, And then I also want to throw in growlers. I have a few different brewery growlers. Um, Some are breweries. Some are are actually like bottle shop growlers, bottle shop logo growlers.
1: Growlers are a solid one because, you know, at least in most states or in in most towns, you can continue to use them. I have been guilty. I think, Andy, you might have done it with me, but I know I brought a growler, like two growler glass growlers back from Europe. That was a pain in the ass, but I'm sort of glad that I did it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did the
2: mug. I didn't do the growler. Yeah, I I love myself a good t-shirt. I'm guilty of buying way too many brewery t-shirts. I have probably at least like eight to 10 brewery t-shirts in rotation right now. And that's because a bunch of them had to get thrown away because I wore them too much. So I'm definitely a sucker for a brewery t-shirt. I love good glassware. Like Josh said, we all have the cerebral glasses. I'm drinking out of my McKellar glass right now, which is one of my favorite glasses. I it's hard to pick a favorite because I love all of it. I have some I have a couple of koozies that I'm absolutely in love with that are like my favorite ones. I got one in my golf bag that I use every time. I don't I can't pick a favorite because I like so much of it. Just I just like all beer merch. I if it's like Rob said, if it's a brewery I like, I like to rock it. If it if it
3: if it is a good logo, I do like it. Wes, I like that you have eight to 10 brewery shirts in your rotation. That's That might be bigger than my entire rotation. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a problem. I'm actually starting to
2: get limited to in my household. If I buy a t-shirt, I have to get rid of a t-shirt because I have a, a space issue in my drawer. It's bad. <laughs> I only wear like... 20% of them. It's really stupid. I need to get rid of them, but they're nostalgic. Wes, you know, hard to I, get rid I of
1: recently, them. I recently gave Rob the suggestion of having like a seasonal box. So you have like the four seasons and you save the shirts somewhere else and just bring them out at different times of the year so you can keep all of them. But sounds you were, like too much work. Yeah. He was talking about my glassware though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be harder to do with shirts. Yeah. I just need to get
2: rid of some, but it's hard to get rid of them.
0: <laughs> well, Wes, you mentioned. Koozies and one of my favorite items, probably in the top three, is a koozie from Austin Beer Works out of Austin, Texas, and it's actually a denim koozie. So the exterior is denim, and it's like sewn up to look like it came from a pair of jeans, and it's got like a like an embossed leather patch on it. So that's definitely in the top three. Probably my number one is a pair of socks from Zilker Brewing Company that has some sentimental value because I met my girlfriend at Zilker Brewing in Austin, and she bought me these socks. So oh. There's, there's a lot of sentimental value to them, but they also look really cool because they're, they take the design from their Marco IPA can art, which is like a Serape design. So you just like see all like the, the levels of colors and they're really bright. So I really enjoy those socks.
1: We have a very important question. Are you wearing your socks?
0: I am. And I'm actually drinking out of a (laughs) Zilker koozie that has the same design. So you match. I do. My socks match my koozie tonight. <laughs> that's, just that's tonight, or is new... that like a normal thing for you? you just... <laughs> I mean, the Zilker koozie is definitely one of my go-tos. The Zilker, socks, is songs, more... so. <laughs> Zilker socks are a little bit more special occasion.
1: <laughs> for me, real quick, it's funny that I think you've all mentioned shirts in, in one way or another, and I just assumed that I had brewery shirts. I actually pretty much only have hats and I find it hats and glassware. And I find it sort of odd that I don't have shirts. And so now it's sort of on my list of things that I just need to acquire over the next couple of months. So I think my, my favorite one that I wear all the time and, and get a ton of questions about is the War Pigs hat that uh, Andy, you and I got in Copenhagen. I, I wear that all the time. And then from Oktoberfest, I brought back a couple of Steins. I thought those were cool. I know one of your favorite things that I own is a true Oktoberfest wizard hat. Yes. I, I do still you own it. Mention that. My wife hates it. She <laughs> hides it in the closet at, at any chance, but uh, it'll, it'll never go away. And uh, I got to find a place to like proudly display it.
0: You absolutely do. And you can just wear it every
2: year for the rest of your life. Josh, do you have, you also have a one in one out policy with wizard hats in
1: your house? You know, I probably <laughs> do, but I probably wouldn't buy another one. So I think this one just gets to stay. It sounds like a, just a one-out policy. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like it would be a one-out, one out, one none-in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the uh, the wizard hat might get stolen from you. We'll we'll see. I hope I hope that's not the case.
0: Wes, you mentioned T-shirts, and I know that tonight you're specifically wearing. Uh, a shirt that's related to the unique beer of the week that we're going to have later in the episode. But that brings me to kind of like a good question that I just want to like toss out and get your kind of quick response on. What are your feelings on overall brewery merchandise versus beer specific merchandise? Like just recently, Stone uh, released their new Enjoy by, uh, by, you know, Enjoy by 420 2021. And c- coming with that was a release of all specific like beer merch, hats, like apparel related to that specific beer release. Are you guys more in line with the brewery merchandise or individual beer merch or a mix?
2: I mean, personally, I do not care. If it's a cool shirt and it's a brewery that I like, if it's beer specific or brewery specific, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, As long as it's it's a good looking t-shirt, you know? And honestly, the nice thing about a beer specific one is it's just a good reason for a brewery to come out with a new Piece of merch. So, if they want to come out with new merch every time they have a beer, new beer, I'm I'm all for it because it gives me more chance to like have
0: cooler merch that I could possibly buy. Then you're limited on the number of t-shirts, Wes. Eventually, you'll just have all shirts from one brewery. Uh, I'll make sure I'll I'll have a one in (laughs) one in policy. If
2: I buy one extra from a brewery I have, I'll have to buy another one from another brewery that I don't. have
1: It's a good policy, right? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this policy seems aggressive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I lean a little bit more towards just overall brewery merchandise designs on, on cans, depending on kind of what I mentioned at the beginning about like their brewery branding system, their identity, some breweries kind of keep a similar design across all of their beers, which then can kind of lend to similar designs across all their apparel. Some breweries just go like rogue, like completely different when it comes to their beer designs. And so that really like, widens the variety that you can get from merchandise and sometimes i feel like it almost stands too far away from the actual brewery's identity and it just kind of like makes me think of it that it's like not part of the brewery it's just like something completely different so i i lean a little bit more towards brewery specific merch versus beer specific merch
3: i'm i'm with you on this andy yeah i i tend to prefer more brewery related merchandise versus beer but that's that's i guess Back to my original point of, you know, I like merchandise. If the brewery has to have good beer in order for me to even have a desire for their merchandise along those lines, I feel like their merchandise is going to stand the test of
1: time if it's brewery related versus beer related. I, I see that. And and I think I lean more brewery specific as well. There There's two sort of other categories, though, that, that I take a look at every now and then. One is just sort of my, my local beer shop. And you know you and I used to go to Craft Beer Cellar all the time in Dallas. That's one of the like types of brands. like They have a t-shirt. I've looked at it all the time because I would just constantly go there. I would never purchase it. It's like, oh, maybe next time and then never bought it. But I could see myself getting something from there. I do have a couple of their growlers and things like that. So I could totally see myself going that direction. There's also a whole other side of beer merch that has nothing to do with breweries. Um, but something like permanent hangover or some of the other groups who just make their own custom beer merchandise that tends on to be on the funnier side or whatever, often because it's so limited, all that stuff gets jacked up on the uh, the secondary market or like Facebook marketplace, things like that, where you can almost see some of these pint glasses going for like $100 a pop. I, I, I check those out every now and then. But by the time I, I actually make a decision that I might want one, it, it's usually sold out.
0: Is that like beer supreme? Basically. Kind of, yeah, sort of, yeah, just <laughs> almost just like that. Yeah, why? Why would you do that? I don't know. It they're, makes they're no sense to me.
1: Sort of expanding upon this conversation, can you guys give me an example of a brewery you think, like overall, is just knocking merchandise their their strategy of it out of the park? You know, across the board, they just have a really good look and feel based on all the things that we just talked about. That maybe. You know, people are familiar with their beer, but aren't as familiar with some of the merchandise that they offer. Um, do you guys want to throw out a couple of brewery suggestions?
2: I can go first on this one. I I mean, I'm wearing a shirt from them right now. Goldwater Brewing in Scottsdale, Arizona makes really, really cool stuff. The first shirt I bought from them, it's just got this same logo on it. Listeners, you can't see it, but they have a very simple just hop logo on most of their things. And the back of it just says dedicated to the craft. It's like two skeleton arms cheersing. It's really cool, but they I don't know who does their design specifically. I tried to actually find it before this episode, but they do a great job. Exactly like we were saying, nice, simple stuff. But the cool thing that they do is they have like five or six logos, and I actually like every single one of them. Just nice, plain, cool script logos, but they they do multiple of them. So they have, they have really cool hats, but you can buy one of the five hats because they have five different logos on them. So it, they do a great job with that. They have really cool glassware, uh, cool shaped glassware with cool, their their nice, simple hop logo on them. They just do a great job with that. Everything I've seen in their merch store is really cool. Everything in their glassware store is really cool. Their brewery, their, the brewery itself is cool. Like they just do a really good job of designing everything. And I think honestly, that's probably one of my top ones. The more like easily known one, don't love their beer, which kind of goes back to Rob's point earlier, but I, I don't mind their, the house lager, but. House Beer has a great logo, just super simple symbol House Beer. That's all it says on it. And they do a great merchandise where it's just like black T-shirt with a small logo on it. Yeah. So that's another one I'd throw out that probably more people would know uh, across the country.
1: Wes, the the point that you brought up is something that that I'd actually meant to to mention earlier. And and I guess I can ask you all real quickly. One thing that I I feel like I don't see a ton of, and, and you mentioned the five logos, Breweries come out with unique specialty beer all the time and they just sort of come and go. And I feel like I don't see a lot of merchandise that's based on some of the the, those quick pop beers. Is that something you guys have seen anywhere? Because I think it's something I'd be more interested in if there was a special edition beer. You could only get it once. And at the same time, I might be able to pick up a T-shirt or a pin or something. I feel like that would be cool, but I don't see it very often. I
2: do have, this would give away what our next beer is, but that is currently <laughs> what I'm
0: wearing, actually. So
1: oh, I'll reveal it to you okay, later. We'll, yeah, for a later
0: reveal. I think to some degree, it's dependent on the notoriety of the brewery and how willing their consumer base is to actually like buy yeah. those limited editions. Because you think of like Stone Brewing, Belize says, enjoy by four twenty. And they can release merch. They're huge. They have the financial backing. They know that people are going to buy their stuff. It's Stone Brewing. For smaller microbreweries, that's a big investment to to yeah. design the merch. And if you don't sell it, then you're just sitting on stock that you can't get rid of. And so I feel like you need that. You need some time to to build that user base and maybe like a steady stream of consecutive limited releases that you know are like really picked up quickly and then you have people asking hey do you guys put out merch if you have if you start getting those questions i feel like it's going to be the right yeah. time to start putting out merch as it relates to it but i think that some breweries can depending on their size jump in too early and then really hurt themselves financially just because they've kind of jumped the gun
1: yeah you don't want to st- sell all of your special edition beer and have all of your special edition merch left over and be like exactly. oh who wants a shirt for a beer <laughs> yep. <rid> have? <laughs> exactly <laughs> Cool. Rob, any, any
3: breweries you want to call up? You know, I think if you if you looked in my Total Merch collection, and, and I, I guess really just focusing on my glassware, Guinness is obviously probably up there for me. I, I, I think in sheer Classic. total quantity, Guinness is up there. However, I'd like to throw out just a local one for me, at least here in Dallas, and that'd be Peticolis. I actually, well, I own two of their glasses, but they just have a great selection, great variety of different items from... From shirts to sunglasses, hats, glassware, growlers, basically everything, right? Everything that a brewery you would come to expect. I'm a big fan of their logo as well. Um, it's one that I feel like I can rep. It's not it's subtle enough that you you don't know right off the bat that that it's a brewery. At the same time, it's it's kind of clever just in the way that the thrown it together. So I'm a big fan of Petacolis, at least here locally in Dallas. I think they're doing a great job of putting out good beer, which is one of my qualifications, but then also having a good variety of, of merch.
0: Rob, you mentioned logo when it came to Petacolis, and that's kind of what draws you to some of their merch. And Wes, you talked about Goldwater and their kind of variety of logos that they use. The one that I want to call out, I actually mentioned it earlier in this episode, is Austin Beerworks from Austin, Texas. They have one of the coolest and probably most unique brand identities that i've seen they have a wide swath of logos and being austin texas it's a very like kind of art weird area and so they really dive hard into that they have a ton of different items that are all uniquely designed but all fit within their brand system because of how wide they've cast their net in terms of their identity so you see a lot of unique designs across t-shirts glassware koozies you know they sell inner tubes they sell like (laughs) you know even their baby their baby wear is like cool looking it's just like a really cool design they have a ton of different logos that they just like spray across all of their merch they don't take themselves too seriously and i think that's another part of it is that they just they have fun with it they make stuff that their their team members and their staff want to wear and and by association their their customers and their drinkers want to wear
1: really quickly uh the the one that I want to call out is outer range i think most of you have had a beer from there they're out of uh, they're, they're near denver um they're just on the outskirts but they they have an interesting kind of wide range similar to to what you guys have been talking about they have a lot of things that just have their logo in really simple terms they have a couple things that get a little bit on the crazier side in terms of their pint glasses and things like that 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 i think are pretty cool um, and Wes, i know you will appreciate they actually have a branded bolo tie so they they pretty much have everything anybody could possibly want uh just in in terms of their their merch that's awesome i've never had any of their beers but oh we're gonna we're gonna have to make that happen for you they look fantastic (laughs) (laughs) last bonus question and you may not have one of these i have a specific reason that i'm bringing it up is there any merchandise item from any brewery that you'd sort of kill to get?
0: Well, I'm going to start with one that maybe doesn't count as merch, and then I'll dive into one that actually does maybe count as merch. But one that I'd probably really kill for is some cylindrical aluminum vessels from either Russian River Brewing or Treehouse that contains bespoke fermented liquids. And I think that's probably a piece of merch that I'm really keen on getting because I've never been to treehouse and I, I think that's probably one that, believe that I it or not, the
2: beer doesn't count as merch. I get what you're getting at here.
3: <laughs> yeah. But that does not count.
0: But I worded it so nicely. It it's was bespoke, beautiful. Yeah, fermented liquid. As you were describing
3: that, I was like, Yeah, I want one of those too. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. You drink somebody at least. That's probably exactly what you told Brew PS.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's it's just bespoke fermented liquid. <laughs> yeah. But the the actual piece of merch I want, it's not really craft related, but it's one that I I want for kind of nostalgia and just, I've seen it numerous times and I just, I want it and I need it. Um, Don't know if I'd necessarily kill for it, but I really want it. It is a, either a 2012 or 2014 Coors Light LA Kings Stanley Cup tap handle. And these were, they released these for a lot of the teams that were always, you know, making the playoffs, but in 2012 and 2014, the LA Kings won the Stanley Cup. And so I think specifically those two years, it'd be really cool to get my hands on one of those tap handles to just kind of as a keepsake.
1: Rob's smiling over there. I'm waiting for him to just like pull out a Penguins one.
3: <laughs> no, I, I just think that's really cool. I, I really like that. I wish I had a Penguins. To, I, I'm going to put that on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is
2: less of a specific item but one that i just regret not getting. And i went to Copenhagen, Josh, you just mentioned the hat that you have from War Pigs in Copenhagen. I not even the hat specifically, i love the hat anything. I'm just mad that i we kind of rushed out of there cuz we were in a hurry. I didn't get any piece of merch from them and i'm really bummed about it. The one that if i had to choose one, the one i'd probably pick is the pint glass cuz they have the the War Pigs pint glass that is the same like small short 16 the pint glass that we have like i have my mckellar one then the the same as the cerebral one that we all have they have a war pigs one i should have got it but i just rushed out of there and that's the one that kills me i actually did get this mckellar one in copenhagen as well but i really wish i'd gotten something from mckellar and i know i could order it but i i don't know what you guys think but like it makes it it's a good question yeah. cool if you order it
1: rather than getting it at the actual getting brewery. it there yeah you have been there. I think there. It's one thing to just order something random off of the internet, but knowing that you've been there, and they do have an online U.S. shop. You could probably have that pint glass in your door in a couple of days. I could. I could. It's not the same. Yeah, it, it is not the same. That is true. There. I no have one of those glasses. Oh, you do. I do. Yeah, <laughs> well, you haven't been there, have you? Oh, you, have have. You been there. Oh, yeah. you. I have. Oh, yeah. you have been there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we've all been there. So the reason specifically that I mentioned this question and Andy is aware because I tagged him as my entry, uh, but New Belgium and specifically their Voodoo Ranger account posted on their Instagram. They worked with a local artist to do this beautiful custom painting of their little skeleton mascot pouring out a beer into a pint glass. And I just, I need that. Like (laughs) it would be front and center in my office, right behind my computer, be in all my Zoom meetings. I need that. And I'm just waiting for them to
0: announce that either Andy or I won. Well, I feel like if, if I won, I'll just mail it to you. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, he's going to kill you for it anyway. I think
2: he assumed that that's why he was excited for you to win as well. I don't think. Yeah.
0: I think the expectation was
1: that you get it. Right.
0: I'm not, I'm not trying to die.
1: Uh, speaking of New Belgium, Andy, I think you had a bit of news from them and a collaboration partner that you wanted to share today.
0: I do. Yeah. So I recently came across a release that New Belgium partnered with Topo Designs, which is a an outerwear, like outdoor company, outdoor apparel, outdoor gear company. And both New Belgium and Topo Designs are based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And so they just, uh, just last month in March, released a new Belgium fat tire, Topo Designs, co-branded release of merchandise. So you have like a backpack, a cooler lunch bag, like a bike bag, a key ring bag, and some t-shirts. But it follows like the same like color scheme of fat tires. So you got that navy blue, you got that like nice red. And really clean, really subtle merch items. I, they're both really cool. All of the items are really cool. The shirts I know already sold out once and they've had to re-release more shirts. but that's definitely something that that just recently came across. and I thought it was really cool and I've been really tempted to buy <laughs> like the cooler lunch bag. I know it's it's specifically fat tire branded, but the branding is so subtle. you just yeah, it's so clean. I don't know why
1: I must be right in their target market, but I get the taco bag advertisement from them like at least five times a day on Instagram.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, I actually (laughs) own a a Topo Designs backpack. So I've, I've known about the brand for a while. I like what they make. And the fact that they just partnered with New Belgium on this. And I'm actually, you're starting to see this a lot more. You see these brands collaborate. I know that Coors just came out with some like Huckberry items. Yeah. starting that. to see a lot more of these collaborations with between breweries and kind of the more like cool, mostly like outdoor brands. Because a lot of times, you know, beer and outdoor activities kind of go hand in hand.
1: The Coors Huckberry a uh, toolbox just look like something to be really cool, like set up. And yeah, I don't know if it even holds all that much, but it'd be sort of cool <laughs> to like throw it up on a shelf in your garage.
0: Yeah. Just, just to have, to look at and not yeah. have anything in it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a display toolbox.
0: Yep. Yeah. Tobo
2: designs and the,
0: did a great job
2: with this because there's two parts to it. One, you honestly couldn't tell that it's like, that it is beer merch from just looking at it. It looks very clean. It says fat tire on it, but if you don't necessarily know what fat tire beer is, you wouldn't just jump it, it being beer merch, but also all of it is bike related, which obviously new Belgium and their fat tire branding is all very bike related. And I think even your, the cooler bag that you were talking about, Andy is like meant to strap onto the side of your bike, which is pretty cool. So they did a great job of like matching the branding of both companies and coming together and making a really cool product.
3: I'm a fan of all of their packs and their bags that they came out with, but I'm a little confused about the shirts. They just seem like kind of boring to me. Like they don't follow the same like color scheme as the rest. But I, I love, if you take a look at their bags, I, I love what they did with the the bags because they, they it's the same color scheme as a fat tire can, which is, it's just so cool. The shirts... Uh, i don't know <laughs> you don't you don't like the clean i don't like shirts, the shirts yeah, see, I, I like the, the shirt, shirt. I, yeah i, like I think more they're boring cool. on a shirt
1: they, it's,
2: yeah it's got the fat tire bike on the back of it and the front is just nice and plain that's what i'm looking for okay. i don't want big stuff on the front i want small logos on the front of the shirt
1: it's like a it's like
2: a mullet rob <laughs> Business <laughs> on the front <laughs> party on the back yeah the script and the bike are all in
1: the right colors it's just, it, it keeps the theme cool well with that we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back
0: Thank you for checking out the Brewsday Day podcast. We got some big news. We are sunsetting our at the bruise Day Instagram account. So for more content or to leave a comment, follow us on Twitter at the bruise Day and on Instagram at the Brews Day Review, where we post daily beer photos and reviews. All right, now back to the show.
1: All right, welcome back, everyone. We are going to jump into our unique beer of the week. This week we have a bazooka baboon, uh, it's a double New England IPA out of Goldwater, uh, West. I believe you provided this one to us, so thank you. It's a 9.2% ABV. Uh, no IBU is listed. 3.97 average on Untapped, with only 152 ratings at least at the time that we we pulled this. This double hazy, you know, it, it listed a decent number of hops. They got Cascade, Kashmir, Idaho Seven, and Galaxy. They're listed to expect intense notes of juicy passion fruit with subtle notes of lemon, lime, and melon. So a lot going on there. And honestly, I'm, I'm excited to get into it and, and see what we think about it.
3: My initial sip, I'll, I'll just tell you, I, I I really, really like this one. Uh, I think the, the average of 3.97 is too low. There's a lot to this. So I feel like I need to open it up a little bit and, and give it a few more sips before I can really dive in. But my initial sip, I thought it was great.
0: I just noticed that on the can, the eyes of the baboon are like expl- reflections of explosions. And that's what I feel like happened to me when I took my first sip of this yeah, beer. You you had a very surprised <laughs> face when you took it. When I first, like my first sip, it like reminded me of like French toast. And I don't know why. Whoa. <laughs> but I, I've had to take more sips to get away from the French, the initial French toast surprise but I still can't really put my finger on like what this tastes like. It just, it tastes like, and to me, like just a true like mixture of all these like different fruits, but it doesn't have the consistency of a smoothie. But I think of it as like a mixture of a smoothie in terms of like the combination of flavors, but it doesn't have that kind of like thickness and smoothness that a smoothie would have. But it's definitely like a blending of a lot of different flavors
2: yeah i i agree i can't like pull a fruit flavor out of it but i would agree with their description of saying it's juicy like it does taste juicy to me yeah i don't know what flavor of juice it is but it's juicy but it does have a nice hop kick at the end of it for me too which is like what i need if if you're gonna make it like juicy i need a little bit of hops at the end and this one really does it i have to point out though like I said, I am wearing the special edition t-shirt for this one. <laughs> I'll show it to you guys. Not good podcast material, but you guys can see it.
3: Oh, it looks just like the can. Yeah. It's exactly, the exactly like can. the can.
2: Yeah. The bazooka bamboo. This one, Josh, this is funny that you be- mentioned this earlier. Is they did this limited edition t-shirt when the beer released. I went and got it. They sold out of both immediately. And then they re-put out the t-shirt. And I was like, hey, fuck you guys. I thought it was a limited, <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> so, uh, limited edition t-shirt. Limited edition part sell two. It. Yeah, they still yeah. sell the t-shirt. So I thought I was getting in on the cool piece of merch. So it's less
3: cool now, but the beer is well, very good. I know that that I said that I was more about brewery merch instead of beer merch, but after trying this beer, I think I might go pick up one of these limited edition shirts. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) They seem readily available. Yeah, Yeah, they they are (laughs) actually.
1: I might order it. I've never even been to the brewery. I agree with you. I'm honestly struggling to place some of the flavors. Looking through, you know, some of the descriptions of the hops that are in here, I think the one that I pull out the most uh, is related to the Idaho seven. It's that pungent tropical fruit flavor.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: I, I feel like that covers it. But to your guys point, I'm not pulling out like anything super specific. I maybe get just because it's somewhat mellow and, and more of a smooth bitterness, maybe the melon. I feel like I'm kind of making that up and, and I really don't get lemon or lime. I, I know that they called them subtle, but to me, yeah, it's, you know, they, they listed as juicy passion fruit. I think they, they nail that piece of it. And at the end of the day, it, it's just a really good beer. I, I totally miss the Idaho seven, that uh, Idaho seven hops were in this.
3: That's gotta be where that pine flavor was coming from for me, that initial
1: pine yeah. I mean, it's a mix of a lot of hops. So it's, it's surprising yeah. that you and I are both pulling out things from one specific one in there. But yeah, like I said, it's good. I, I really like it. Um, I'm, I'm just struggling to like mentally put it in a place where I can define exactly what it is that I'm tasting.
2: I kind of like that though. I like that none of us are able to be like, here's the exact flavor. Like they've done yeah. something interesting here, especially because they've done something interesting where we can't place it. And we all seem to like the beer. Rather than just being like, what the hell is this? I don't like this. It's it's fun to be stumped because I feel like so many times we read these descriptions, you're like, yes, exactly. Let's move on. And this one, I, I'm the same way. I cannot, I cannot put my finger on exactly like what, what the flavors I'm getting here are. I just like it. Yeah.
1: It, I will say it does not taste like it's 9.2%. No, it does not no. at all. It does no. not. Which is is dangerous so for the rating i i love this one because there are so few ratings there's only 152 so that 3.97 is it's out there but i'm not going to call it real just yet you guys can kind of go in in any direction you want does anyone want to throw out their rating for this I, I think we're all probably a bit higher than that
3: i'll go first i i tried it first and i i definitely i called it out that i i like that I was going to rate this higher than a 3.97. And I I definitely enjoy this more than the Cheers beer. No, no offense to Drecker. I love some of the beers that we get from Drecker. Wes really appreciate you, you sharing this with us. I'm going to throw this a 4.3. I, I, I again, I, I love the complexity. I love the, that every sip just requires almost like you have to, you have to really hone in on what are those flavors that you're tasting and it, it, it changes very subtly as you continue to drink it.
0: I think I figured out what this reminds me of.
1: <laughs> Is it still French toast? <laughs> it's not French
0: toast, but thinking about the flavors and think and taking, you know, getting a little bit deeper into the glass. It reminds me of Pog, like the passion orange guava juice that you get mostly with like Hawaiian food and like from Hawaiian restaurants. It's huh. like a beer version of this. It's ba- like West to your point. It's like a, a blend of juices and that's what it really reminds me of and mainly i think the big driver of it is the passion fruit and the citrus is really what gets me there in terms of a rating i like this just a little bit less than the drecker that we had for the cheers beer so i'm going to give this a 4.2 i i think it's a great beer just for my palate i like it a little bit less than the drecker
1: Andy, when you first said Pog, my mind went to actual Pogs, and I was wondering why you thought it Me too. tasted like I cardboard. How too. many it's Pogs like... have you eaten? Why did you eat those? Weird <laughs> cardboard?
0: To, Is that what oh, you're with going that. with? Yeah, Way had to, to age start with yourselves, that. boys. Way to age yourselves. <laughs> was
3: it a,
1: a slammer or just reference. like a normal Pog? <laughs> a metal slammer? Oh, man. Yeah, we, we've aged ourselves to Andy's point. Yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: that was our aging moment. Man, similar to to the the tasting profile, I'm I'm I am struggling to to give this a rating. I think Rob, I'm I'm right with you at a four point three, just slightly higher than our Cheers beer. And I think the reason for it, and, and as I've been sipping it a little longer, there's some like earthy taste that I get at the finish, and, and I'm liking that more and more as I get through the pint glass. So I I think I'm I think at about four three I reserve judgment to change that when i check it in and, and finish the pint but that's where i sit right now yeah i, I agree I,
2: def, I definitely think this is one i need to get through the beer before i can give it a full rating yeah off the bat here i think i'm closer to andy i got i like it it's fun it's confusing me which is good my only issue is that i get a kind of a weird mouthfeel for mine i don't not sure why hmm. and i i that might give it like a Minus point one, so I'm probably right around four two. Still great rating. Really like the beer. I think it's really good. Really happy I was able to get some gold water in front of you guys. I don't, I think this might be first gold water for all of you. Um, I had a couple. Yep, it's my first first for me. So it's good. It's good to get this one in front of you. I, I feel like I talk about it enough to where I'm happy you had it. But <laughs> I like it. I
1: think I'm at a But like I said, I don't think I'll actually rate it until I finish the beer. Well, I think the lesson here is. It is better than that average rating. So if you can find it, you should track it down and, and try it.
3: Yeah, I'd like to know whose rating it's so low. I,
1: I agree. I,
2: I was worried about, I was actually worried about this being your first Goldwater because of that average rating. And I 100% disagree with that 3.9. I, it's, it needs yeah. to be over 4. This is a great, I mean, it's not that far from a 4, but it's, it's a really yeah. good beer
1: let's get into the big board last week we did men's and women's final four so you had baylor houston gonzaga ucla stanford south carolina and yukon arizona i think the biggest you know we all had yukon arizona ended up uh, winning that one which i know andy and really all of us uh, were, were probably disappointed to see running through it real quick i ended up winning uh, it doesn't really help me much. Still in dead last, so that's cool. You're you're creeping, creeping up. You're creeping up slowly. Creeping you're only
2: two and a half points behind Real Andy. Slow. You could you could be in third after this week.
1: He I'm actually gonna... could be in. He could be in second. Second. You could. Yeah, you could be after in this second. week,
0: because Rob is just ahead of me. You're more than creeping.
1: All right, you guys are hyping me up, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make that happen this week.
0: Yeah, get excited, Josh. Dang. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Rob, you and I picked the same. So you and I had Baylor, Gonzaga and Stanford as our winners. We we all missed UConn, uh, but you got second just based on, on the tiebreaker. I, I was pretty close to that tiebreaker at 85. The total turnovers was 87. You were at 75, so just a bit lower. Andy, you actually you and Wes had the same pick. So it came down to tiebreaker for you both as well. Uh, you turned out on top with an 82 as your tiebreaker to Wes's 70. So you and I choosing higher ended up paying off. And overall, I thought most of the games, with the exception of the game we didn't pick, being the men's final, were uh, were really exciting basketball games.
0: I was actually I was pretty surprised at the number of turnovers.
1: Yeah, it was high.
0: I mean, you think it's like you're supposed to have great offenses versus great defenses. So it's like ball protection versus like the ability to like manufacture turnovers. But I was, I was pretty surprised that the average was what to almost 22 turnovers per yeah. game.
2: Yeah. Maybe it was great defenses versus great
1: defenses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just yeah. a lot of pressure. I mean, at the same time, yeah, you on a true. national stage. And uh, I know in, uh, in Texas, they had a decent sized audience there to, to take it in. So that, that could be, I mean, that definitely beautiful.
0: impacted Houston. For sure. <laughs> there, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: So uh, a real quick rundown. Uh, We kind of just talked about it. Uh, I am still in dead last, but I'm creeping Andy. You are in third place, Rob. You guys were tied last week, Rob, uh, picking up second, took a little bit of a lead over you and Wes, you still have a a decent size lead at 21 total points. So you're, you're doing great even with your dead last. Yeah. I'm not feeling as good about it after (laughs) last week. So (laughs) This week, though, uh, I'm excited. We're going to get to see, is this our second Masters in one calendar year? I think it is. I believe so. And that's kind of cool. So what we are going to do is we are all going to pick two golfers in a snake draft fashion. So I'm going to give myself a, a tiny advantage here. And for any golfer you pick who doesn't make the cut, we're going to add just plus 10 from whoever is sort of the last place person who placed, uh, So, who who actually made the cut. And the tiebreaker is going to be the total number of pars for whoever wins the tournament. So I think for all four rounds, for all four rounds. Correct. So with that, I think we all have a similar list up of the odds to win the 2021 masters. And with that, uh, we're going to hand it off to Wes who, uh, who gets to pick first.
2: Yeah. I've learned my lesson in these golf big boards. I've never picked him and always been screwed because of this. He is absolutely favored. He won the last one. He wins a lot. I'm going Dustin Johnson. I can't I can't not pick him. It would just be stupid not to. He's too good. He won the last one. It was only five, like 6 months ago. I think he's ready to do it again. Yep. I'm going Dustin Johnson. All
1: right, Andy, go ahead and give us your first pick.
0: I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. He finished in the basically top 5 during the last Masters. He's been doing pretty well recently. So I'm going Justin Thomas.
1: All right, Rob, throw us your next pick.
3: <sighs> all right. There is a lot of hype on Bryson DeChambeau. I'm going with Bryson. Wow.
0: That's a bold choice, Rob. Yeah,
1: you, you saw his warm-ups where
3: he just just <laughs> smashing golf for balls. That's <laughs> all we need. Yep.
0: He also talked about, I think it was either today or yesterday, he like wouldn't specifically clarify which clubs or what he has in his bag for the (laughs) tournament and says something like there was going to be a surprise that was going to help him
3: yeah there's a lot of hype on this this one club this new club that's in his bag
0: that just be like
3: steroids (laughs) they had to make a whole
2: rule banning him from going for the green in, in a tournament so i mean the man's got some some stuff it might be because he was really dangerous that he's going for it. He might kill somebody accidentally, but still, he's being noticed. So I agree. I I think he's doing some good shit. All right, Josh, you got to go twice in a row here because you you give yourself a little bit of advantage from this uh, first place win. Here. That's
1: that's how I handle hosting duties. So <laughs> I'm gonna my first one. I'm gonna go with the odds, and I'm going to take Jordan Speed. And my second one, which is actually somewhat of a redemption pick, because I think the last time I picked him, I sort of talked crap because I didn't uh, immediately recognize his name. Uh, but I'm going to go John Rom as my next pick. Uh, you so didn't those those recognize my...
2: the ASU alum John Rom. I didn't. Come on,
1: <laughs> Jesus! I didn't. Well, those are good picks. You de- you definitely went with the odds there. I, I think did. That is four and five. It, they they were. Rob, we will throw it back to you. All right. I think I'm
3: going to go with Patrick Cantlay for my
0: second pick. I've never heard that name before.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you I've what, heard what of do him have? Right? Yeah. What do you have against Rory?
0: You can't just what, go with the uh, odds, Rob. <laughs> uh, Josh, jeez,
3: Josh, why didn't you take him? Uh, he wasn't my. You, he wasn't you my went stop. With, because he wasn't. I had to go and five in the odds. I had he to go with for redemption four and five. Yes. <laughs> he didn't go redemption.
2: You picked four and five, sir. <laughs> just admit it. <laughs>
1: All right, Andy, give us your pick.
0: So I'm going Lee Westwood, who's had some great golf recently. He may not be, you know, in the top even 10 in the odds, but he finished second at both the players and the Arnold Palmer. So he may have just recently missed a cut at the Honda Classic, but I think that's because he was prepping for the Masters. So Lee Westwood. I'm torn here. First of all, I was hoping that Josh wouldn't go with the odds. I,
2: I doubted he was going to get to eighth, but I did put money on Jordan Spieth because he's hot right now. He won the last tournament. He's been finally doing better again. Can't pick him. I'm between Brooks Kepka and Colin Morikawa. I think I'm going to pick Colin Morikawa just because I like him. I really like him. I've seen him a couple social media things recently. He's been playing really good the last like, year or so here. I think I'm going Colin. I think I'm going a little wild card. He's not too far down on the yeah. odds here, but Brooks is a little, probably a safer bet, but I think Colin's going to pull it off this one.
1: All right. So to try to flip the advantage a bit over back to West, given I, I threw him for a loop with the snake draft, I'm actually going to go reverse order for the tiebreaker. So I'll go first. Rob, you'll go second. Andy, you'll go third. Wes will go fourth, and he will get to see all of our tiebreakers. So as I mentioned, we're going to do total number of pars for the winner across all four rounds. It's going to be a decent-sized number. I'm going to go 46 pars, and I have no idea where that number came from. It's just what
2: I'm going with. Did you go with that randomly, or did you go with that because that is exactly the amount of pars that Dustin Johnson won with six months ago at the Masters? I did not look at that. I swear. There you go. <laughs> is it really that? Just curious. Yes, that is the exact amount of pars Dustin Johnson had last year. Very
1: interesting. Hmm. Huh. 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 <laughs> All right. So Rob, you are up next. All right. I
3: think I'm gonna go with 40. Which way are you gonna
0: price this bright in? Uh, Just buying you going yourself going? time, Rob. 44. Who? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: you really like, God, we heard the yeah. buzzer. somebody take, buzzer. Somebody you
1: take 45
0: <laughs> all right Andy I'm gonna go 43
1: oh so either a really I'm good gonna, round or a really gonna, bad round
0: uh, exactly well the thing is you could you know birdies and bogeys they net themselves out so I'm going 43 I'm annoyed with Rob not one going one under Josh because yeah.
2: then Andy I was hoping we go 44 because I have 43 written down actually I've wanted 43. Now I feel like I have to go the low. I feel like I have to go 42. I don't like being the low. Wow. It doesn't normally work for me. My winning streak, I was going high. My losing streak, I'm usually low. I think I have to. I It's not – I don't think it'll be – Dustin yeah. Johnson killed it last year. It's yeah. like 40 – 47 above is rough. It, it's always a balance. Like you said, birdies, bogeys, all balance it out. But I think I have to go lower, and I'm going to go 42.
0: I don't know if we can look at last year as a as like a good result because it was played in November. Yeah, and in not in its traditional it's time of year.
2: Yeah. It's the same of course. And actually played better. You'd think spring would be easier, but I think Dustin Johnson actually had a pretty decent score comparably to other masters. Yeah. So yeah, that Which was
3: kind yeah, of I think that supports lower. US. Yeah. yeah. I agree.
1: I'm just stoked that the Masters, we, we get it a second time this year. I already mentioned it, but it gives me something nice to watch while I'm working and, uh, and through the weekend. So I'm, I'm stoked to, to watch some, some good golf. We are going to jump into our lightning round now. And this time around, we're going we're gonna to do it a little bit differently. So let's say you own a brewery and a ton of customers have been asking you for a branded fill in the blank. I'm going to give you that item. Give me a loose example, especially for the listeners. They can't see anything. How are you going to design this? And, and you can just kind of give it to me super detailed or you can be top line. Just you let it flow the, the way that you want it to go. I'm going to go with Rob first. And I'm going to stem back to some of the recent controversy around Nike and ask you to design a shoe. Oh, interesting. oh a
0: brew shoe okay you know what Andy? don't give him ideas yeah andy Andy, that was
3: brilliant you know what i just got to build right (laughs) off that this is going to be a shoe that you drink out of so there's tons of sandals that have bottle openers on the bottom this is going to be a shoe that you can take off there is a a liner that you take (laughs) out you pour the beer inside and that's your glassware that you drink out of your shoe oh that's a stinky (laughs) beer. Yeah, And, and it, it just pairs Pungent. well with the smell and scent of a foot. It's it's perfect. So you're not even designing a shoe. You're just telling people that they should drink out of it. I'm sorry. I don't know what the... <laughs> <laughs> How did this work?
1: <laughs> uh, that, that can totally be your that answer. Is, that is what I'm going with. Wes, I'm going to go with you next. You got a ski snowboard season in. Um, I'm going to ask you to design me a pair of long underwear. To go oh, under man. my snowboard pants.
2: Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's obvious that they're going to be kind of like yellow beer colored all the way up. And then right towards the top, they're going to be foam colored. But there's obviously going to be a butt flap on them. And the butt yes. flap is going to be where my logo is. But that logo is going to be on the inside and outside in case you just want to let that butt flap fly Leave free. it open. You can leave it open. It'll be upside down. So when your butt flap is flying free, if you want to go down showing everybody your butt, they'll flap around my logo of my brewery, which will be right on the back of that thing. But it, it's going to look like a big old pint glass. You're going to have foam right at the top, beer and bubbles all the way down.
0: But like a good pour. So there's only yeah, like a good little bit pour. of foam. Yeah,
2: yeah, only a little foam. And no chunks at the bottom. No, no chunks. chunks. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to buy the special chunk socks if you want
1: chunks at the bottom. You should have special edition ones that have chunks.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Josh, we're going to have you go next. So your item that you're going to need to brand and try to try to sell is a novelty receipt that consumers have to pay extra for when they buy their beer. So how are you going to brand this receipt?
1: Man, a novelty receipt. I mean, first of all, you've got to put it on the most premium paper you can possibly find. So it's a whole ordeal. You have to bring over the new cash register, pull it up, punch it in. At first, what I want to have is an itemized number of the, what number of pint glass did you have of this beer total? So, you know, in the entire history of people that you've had this number, like you're, it's basically itemized in terms of- You are like uh, the
0: what? 700th person yes. to order this pint. Correct.
1: So you okay. get that right up front. And then on the back, more so for like authenticity is I need some sort of glossy, almost animated thing that like gives you a little bit of movement of my logo. So I want that on the back uh, just to, to provide some authenticity. And honestly, I think the other thing is if I assume that I have a brewmaster who helped me come up with this as the owner of the brewery, I sort of want his signature on it. So I pull him from the back. He comes in and he physically signs it and hands it over to you, um, and that's what I think. I think that's what my receipt would would be.
0: I would definitely pay for that.
1: Sounds How much cool. would you pay for
0: that, Andy? Not too much. $9. <laughs> but I'm 99. also I'm also worried <laughs> that it would be so popular that the brewmaster could not be brewing beer when the tap room is open because he'd be so frequently having to sign autographs. On- that's okay, it
1: just makes the beer more rare. There's there's less of it to be had.
0: We we had to make less beer this month because you guys bought too many novelty receipts. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. Josh, I I do have to admit you went way further and way deeper into that than I had ever thought you might go. <laughs> that was good, that
1: was a good quick answer. But yeah. I
0: applaud you for that because I thought that was a great description. I have a lot of thoughts. Most of them I should probably keep to myself. <laughs> Except for novelty receipt thoughts, you should just like dive right into share those. those. Share those, share those, those out. With the world. I thought you might go like a 3D printed route. That could be kind of cool. Ooh, that would be a good one.
1: Andy, (laughs) Andy going last, I'm not going to make you do PDFs, but I am probably going to give you one that you've thought about a ton, and I just want to see where you take this. I am going to give you the PFD, the life preserver. Tell us what is Barge Brick? Like, this better be awesome. You've had a ton of time to think about it. What does this PFD look like?
0: All right, so first of all, it's like the bright rescue orange like straight up, that's the color. I'm also gonna take a few things from airline PFDs. So I want the tubes that you can blow into to, to inflate. Like it's not always, it's gonna be somewhat of an airline. So you have to pull basically like pull the rip cord to inflate it. It's got the little beacon light that will light up when it hits water. If someone's willing to get in the water with it, once they buy it, they're getting, they're getting discounts on beers, in the immediate aftermath of jumping in the water. So that's like a that's like an add-on bonus. It's not specifically like you know, part of the PFD, but it's it's a ritual that I'll add into the the purchase and Can I dive into that a,
1: a bit? So if I buy it, basically the minute I buy it, I need to put it on and jump in the water and then I get a discount?
0: I mean, if you are wearing the PFD and you jump in the water and you jump back onto the barge, you're getting discounts.
2: Barge brewing sounds like it's going to be a damp place. Yeah. (laughs) There's (laughs) a lot of ready. (laughs) Lots of dripping. Yeah.
0: It's on a barge. It's like meant to be damp.
3: Some people don't want to be wet, Andy. Geez. Andy, (laughs) just close it out with your PFD is your printed premium receipt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I will not make the PFD the receipt, but I will offer customization so that you can have like your name so that you can truly own it so i will have on site uh either embroidery or kind of sticky adhesive kind of graphics that with purchase it will be you know included in the purchase is the ability to have it customized so that it can have your name on it i don't know i i hope i met what you thought i was going to go to josh you did but that that's where i'm going right now
3: also, as a prospective uh, barge brewing customer, uh, again, <laughs> on the the premium receipt idea, I would like my receipt each time to be branded onto my PFD. This dude's very demanding with his Oh, so every time receipts. you
0: purchase, you get like a little...
3: Yeah. So there's another like Jack branding Grant? of my receipt. Yeah, exactly. It's like a,
0: a stamp passport. We we can entertain the idea. I'm not going to implement it at first, but yeah. I'm talking about. I'll entertain building. the idea.
1: He's open to it. Good job, Rob. So we will do. We we'll go through our good, bad, or ugly of the week. I actually want to go first, if you guys don't mind. And I threw uh, an Instagram uh, into sort of the document that we're all looking at. It is Colorado Pint Day is tomorrow in connection to sort of uh, National Beer Day and there's a pretty sweet logo that the Colorado craft beer association is going with. I am planning on heading down and picking one up. It's got this very colorful trout on it, some pipe handles around the sides of it. Um, I'm just really amped to go and, and pick it up. And, and I think it's going to make an awesome addition to my growing pint glass collection.
0: That is a really cool design. That is very. Josh, cool. I did something yeah, awesome similarly last fall. There was like a, uh, like a Washington beer week and they released actually the same like style of glass But a really cool design that was very Washington specific. I got, I picked that one up last fall. And I think that design for Colorado is awesome. It's very fly fishy, I guess would be the. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's, it's very Colorado, but
2: uh, I I love it. There are amazing amount of breweries participating in Colorado Pint Day. Yes. That is, I looked at the list and I was like, is there one local? I'm like, there's like, 150 breweries on this damn list. That's yes, impressive.
1: I I will be going specifically to ska I'm going to pick up one of their beers. Nice. They have a new beer release, and uh, and and with that, I think honestly, this costs two dollars a glass. So I may actually just grab you all one. I would not be mad at you.
0: Only two dollars. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's it's a awesome. uh, it's
1: a it's a solid deal.
2: I, I could go next. I Arizona has seen kind of an influx lately of new distributors coming in and new breweries coming in uh one i can say like randomly naming one is scout distribution from san diego is bringing in a bunch of new san diego brewers that have not normally been in arizona or coming in arizona but there's one very specific one that i'm very excited about and this isn't even just a distributor this is toppling goliath specifically yeah. and this is a good great amazing for myself and rob for you and josh if you move back to texas soon toppling goliath just started distributing to arizona and texas as of uh, arizona as of today actually yeah all the tap rooms just started releasing toppling goliath so that's great news we're gonna start getting that I, I think you already had it in colorado josh where you are right now but you'll still be able to get in texas when you move back but me and rob are now gonna be able to start getting it so i was very excited to see them uh, extend to our states Andy, I'm not sure that they're to you yet. So I think no, you're the lone not, man out in Washington. Yeah, no, been, I've, been, Goliath, I've
0: gotten a few toppling Goliaths in Washington. So I've well, been, maybe I have have been have. lucky maybe enough are. to find yeah. them, but I don't see them on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, it's it, especially if you can get it on a normal basis. It's probably one of the top beers I would say that you it is worth just having a, a four or six pack on hand.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll go next. Um, so my local bottle shop in Tacoma that I frequent is, is named Peaks and Pints. And in, during the month of April, They are running their tournament of beer, which is all basically follows the March Madness style. It's a bracket of beers that they whittle down to, you know, based on consumer voting and and purchases like the best. But this entire bracket is all Northwest double IPAs. So over the course of the next few weeks, they have a bracket that you basically get to vote on and drink for every kind of like every day of the month. And they have different rounds. So I'm excited that I get to participate this year. And uh, get to try a few different Northwest Double IPAs, which you know I'm a big fan of. So I'm excited to give that a try this month. All right, so I, I'll obviously I'll close this out. I've I've, <laughs> I've got
3: a good. I've got uh, so I received an email from Tavor today, and I've I've been signed up for their subscription for the last I'd say nine months or so, and have been a big fan. They I get exposed to some really great beers. Today I received an email that uh, those that receive their subscription are going to receive two beers that they called out and and just highlighted as being beers that were only going to be made available to those that receive their subscription. One is other half brewing but out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, it's it's uh it's called Triple Forever Mosaic. It's ten and a half percent ABV. Uh, it's brewed with tons of mosaic hops and has an average of 4.35. I'm going to receive this in a couple of weeks. I can't wait. I'm really stoked about this. And the second one is out of uh, Moonraker Brewing Company out of uh, Auburn, California. It's called That's What's Up. It's 8.5% ABV, brewed with all Nelson hops. It's it's actually a, a, basically a the double double the amount of hops that they put into their the good good. Uh, ipa i'm stoked about both of these i just love that tavor is sending out some some quality beers just to the subscription yeah. um followers cool. and and i'm really looking
1: forward to that yeah a triple with all citrus sounds like a, a powerful beer that you've, you've got showing up i can't wait yeah i'm
2: stoked about it still waiting for tavor to come arizona's way still not available it's
0: that's pretty it's, shocking. Yeah, it is yeah. yeah. you can get. Like everywhere else delivers everywhere here everywhere now. Else, yeah. Is yeah. it like
1: only not it's like Hawaii and Arizona is probably the only states that they don't ship uh, to makes me sad. With that, uh we we'll uh, close this out the way that we always do with a uh with a piece. Piece.
2: peace. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and okay.